This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, Episode 10. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number 10. I'm Rebecca, and here with me are Scott. Hi. And Will. Hello. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, that was very enthusiastic, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 1, Episode 5, Battle for Bright Moon. The original air date was September 13th, 1985. In this episode, Hordak gets Skeletor to help him capture Adora and bring her back to Etheria. And uh, among other things, not to get too, too into it, but the return of Queen Angela, which I'm very excited about. But before we get to that, um, how's everybody doing? Uh, Scott, I heard you were hanging some drywall earlier today. Hanging, not so much. Just moving it into my basement. Took me a good two and a half hours or more to get it from the store. Then I had to return the truck so I didn't have to pay extra money. And then I had to come back. Oh, did you get the the four-hour rental or the... What is their their options are like? You get the 90-minute and then you only have... Or no, it's... Well, yeah, 90-minute you only pay 20 bucks. Oh, right. (laughs) So then it's like the frantic race back. Yeah, 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 I got to run back. It's not that far to my house, though. Well, the annoying part was is the guy's like, you need a gas receipt. But they filled it to the brim on the gas, so I go to put gas into it, and it like I put it on and it clicks right off, and I'm like, what? How am I supposed to? So I put a dollar worth of gas into it. That's almost impossible to get it back to the to that level, because if you drive it at all from the gas station, you're already below it. <laughs> well, no, I, I they, <laughs> they they estimate they they just want you to bring a receipt. So if I was actually driving it somewhere and I actually wasted gas, I only drove it like a mile. I would be so bad at Lowe's. I would be charging people all the time. It wasn't exactly to the to the to the gauge. Well, that's why you can't work there. (laughs) Um, Can't help help people build their robots. And I I definitely got my He-Man workout lifting those fifty-pound thing drywalls down the stairs. Your three-year-old could not help you do that. No, no, no. He was. Uh, I made sure that they weren't nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be Daddy's helper today. Um, so this is episode yeah. number ten for us. Oh right. So we're done, right? This is it. Yay! <laughs> ten episodes. Boo. Good thing it's only ten episodes of He Man and Shira. Boo! <laughs> I think twenty. Is it twenty? That's supposed to be the the magic number that the podcasts are supposed to get to to see if they'll stick around or not i think we can do that i i'm sure we can because we're just kind of sitting here we never <laughs> leave this room i feel real bad about what i'm wearing right now nobody can see me but i feel like i'm bumming everybody out big time <laughs> it's just a t-shirt i know but it's i mean it's not stains or anything but it's just do you, pitiful do you it's just, feel uncomfortable it's not ripped <laughs> it's, there's no holes in it that's true you don't have moth holes in it <laughs> i have some that are like that i have some i have i have some that just shrunk it looks like a little tiny tea 
But you wear a nice shirt over it. Nobody can tell. I, I'm, I'm, I get rid of my shirts quicker than that. So do you want some of my rags that I have? <laughs> See, I could probably better than some of your On principle, I resent having things. Like, I feel like these are the clothes that are supposed to come with you when you're born. Like in a video game, they're your rags that you start with before you dig something out of a barrel. And so I resent having to spend my money on it. Yeah, your prisoner rags. Yeah, they're my prisoner your, rags. Yeah, so you, they're just always in your inventory. Yeah, they're just, if you take all my armor off, I'm not naked because I have this garbage on me. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it more sentimental or is it, or you just can't take no, it off? No, no. You can just never just, take it off. I, I am entitled as a human being to own these garments and I shouldn't have to spend my money on it. Uh, here, here. We should have been, we should have been evolved to grow out these garments from our bodies like hair or something because you, you need it to live, but you shouldn't have to buy it in a store, which I think is what Darwin said. <laughs> I believe so. That sounds correct. That's how Man at Arms got his clothes. They just grow his hair grew into a helmet. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That part definitely happened. Your your basement sounds like a real Man at Arms workshop. It sounds like it sounds like a real Papal. I don't. I don't have like robot arms laying around though. <laughs> <laughs> you do have, but you do have giant sculptures of your own head. Sometimes this is true. Around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in case we had any hope of the episode starting or going through without so much as the mention of Madame Raz, we were not so lucky because they they are they open on a nice family dining scene in um, Eternia where Adora is regaling them with tales of like the silly things that Madame Raz has done. And I'm like, really? Is this who we talk about? So she was there in spirit, and that that was enough for you to resent it. I did resent it. I just, I just, my blood pressure just goes up when I just, I just hear her name. I just feel the cortisol just surging through my veins. I, I just, just <laughs> I, I love, I love how the king's like, that sounds like our orco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did enjoy that because I was very insulting to both of them in a way. That was real important to me. Well, he was, he was, uh, he was visiting his uncle in Trala, the dimension of Trala. Isn't that, is that where they were? I think so. Yeah. So his yeah. uncle, do you think he was the guy in the picture with the beard? I was wondering that if he was, is, if he was visiting Uncle Beard that emerges from the I darkness. I think so. I hope so. I hope it was the uncle with the beard. I really hope in later episodes I see some beard orcos. That, wouldn't that be nice? I'd like to see that too. Can I back up before we get into the scene? I just wanted to to mention that this was the end of the uh, five part uh, mini series that starts the Shira series, and uh, they they you know has been building up to a big battle at the end, and I thought they did a really good job with that. I I liked how they had to um, uh, get the little peasant people involved, and I like how they had to. Uh, breach the castle and all that kind of stuff. I was, I was, I, I thought it paid off pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The rebellion just straight up marched on Bright Bright Moon to take it back, and I, I was, I was excited about that. You know, I, I feel like that could have been a whole episode in itself, and it felt a little weird that they split the episode. But I mean, it was, it was quick, and it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't bad or anything, but. It was just, I, I felt like that could have been a whole episode. I would have liked to have seen more of that and less of the palace chit-chat, for sure. <laughs> well, they did, um, they did, uh, yeah, it was almost like a, um, a and, like a, like a part A and part B. It was almost like two episodes. Uh, that they yeah, they were like mi- mini episodes. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of, kind of weird. I, I, like I want to see Skeletor as the chef more. Right? <laughs> that was the only redeeming feature about this whole, like, like, you know, agonizing part at the beginning where they're all having their little giggle dinners. 
That was great. I did like the the disguises that Skeletor uh, used for himself and his his underlings. Oh, yeah. Cobra. Who's the blue guy? What's his name? That's Webster. Webster, yeah. Webster, oh, we y'all were, were for him. Hang on. Y'all were both so proud of like knowing that, and you just like, sh- yeah, that was... He had the grappling hook. He's the one that... Yeah. He's, Webster. He's the, Who's he Webster, was... you fool? <laughs> well, he did... They did you charlatan. He did a lot you, of repelling. You dilettante. How dare you not know who Webster is? <laughs> well, he... Um, I felt like uh, they had them repelling down when they showed up, but we didn't get to see him repelling from anything. So did I he, cheated. Did he, he get did. a line, even? I don't know. I, was I like, yeah, uh, yeah. yell Skeletor. He said, good job, Cobra, or oh, something okay. like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. But he didn't say. Puts but sleep. Cobra didn't say thanks, Webster, which was rude of Cobra. So <laughs> <laughs> Webster didn't get, get name checked. Very, very rude. I also uh, liked um, how uh, Hordak can turn into a rocket and a cake at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Did he turn into a cake? He's a cake. I didn't see that he was the cake. Yeah. Yeah, he was the cake. He was like the sexy oh, birthday that's surprise. Hilarious. <laughs> then he just like instead but of like <laughs> coming out of it, he just kind of like unfolded. He yeah, like Ske- kind of Skeletor cake. made him into the cake. I love how they can't have any dignity about to sneak in. They couldn't sneak in as palace guards. Skeletor has to have a more fantastic, uh, garish way for them to sneak in. They have to be uh, palace cooks. And he has to put on a voice. What was his little voice? It was like a little weasley thing. Like, we the cakes. He was ridiculous. Oh yeah, Skeletor was really hamming it up in this one, which I like. I love when he shows up in the She-Ra episodes anyway, because it's like a double treat. Because um, Hordak is great, and then he's great too. What speaking of the food that they were bringing in, um, I'll, I'll get to this. But when, when they were starting the episode on Netflix, too, was your title cards in German? Did you see that? Yeah, no, I didn't it was it. really it weird. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was in German. I can confirm that. I mean, did Ger- you, you did not have a stroke? That was in German. I think I think He-Man has been really popular in Germany. I see in all the He-Man Twitter accounts and everything. They're always releasing weird little character guides and stuff in Germany. They must have been a big deal. I guess they look kind of German with their little blonde bob haircuts and everything. I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if the Germans would take kindly to this. A good thing. So what are you guys? <laughs> the Germans from the, the German embassy here. 1944. <laughs> you guys have the, those haircuts, everyone. <laughs> yes, I thought I thought the German children watching were like, "Ooh, I hope they find some chocolate." <laughs> I just, I don't think we have any listeners in Germany, but if we do, I'm sorry about Will's insensitivity. I'm glad they love He-Man. I just think it's, I just thought it was hilarious and weird that they used a German title card for some reason. It happens. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Our little trap is set. Bring it on. Also, do you think that Beast Man gets a little insulted when, you know, as we know that we have discussed, Beast Man has like his pilot's license and, and like is fairly technically skilled, but then his job in this little caper was to just wheel out the birthday cake. So do you think that that, that was chafing him a little bit? Did he even have a disguise? Not for a while. Like, not immediately. He was pushing the cake before he got disguised. And for a second, it was just like Beastman's, like, catering now. And we didn't hear about that. Yeah, that definitely seems beneath his ability. He's always hooking up Skeletor's like, Tivo and I stuff. I feel like all of, all of Beastman's catering reviews are, there's a hair in it. There's a hair in it. There's a hair in it. It's not my hair because it's red. Some of it is eaten. Very gross. <laughs> 
There's saliva on <laughs> it's it. It's not the menu we agreed on, all right? I didn't ask for fish heads. That's funny. And I, 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 I feel like Triclops got it together, too. Like, it's, it seems like this plan went really well with Hordak there. Yes, it did. Yes, they worked pretty well together. And it's funny because at some point off screen, Hordak had to agree that, to this plan. At some point, Skeletor said, We'll turn you into a cake. And Hordak <laughs> says, Yes, that sounds good, Skeletor. And then he turned into a cake and it went fine. Mm-hmm. Well, so that totally explains then why he uh, sells out Skeletor later in the episode and just like pieces out, zips back to <laughs> Etheria. Um, right, that happens. No. no, no, he gets pushed through the portal. Yeah. Oh, it was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just wanted them to get along so bad, you I made that up. Prefer. Yeah, I knew somebody double crossed somebody. <laughs> oh, right, it was the other way around, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The plans have changed. I mean, that exactly. is kind of actually pretty pitiful of Hordak then to get outsmarted by a papal. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, Triclops, though, his um ship was awesome when did when did skeletor get that awesome skull head ship yeah i'm a hordak must have made it while he was there i guess so he brought the good stuff with him yeah yeah triclops. he's like he's like is i here i brought the ship with me he's like why did you bring a ship with you triclops is a little less embarrassing this time the eyeballs around his head um uh, um still bother me because they're just sort of like uh, passive, pleasant eyeballs and i want them to be like mean or creepy eyeballs like um queen elmora eyeballs around his head <laughs> you want like multiple sizes to yeah. indicate different levels of insanity yeah or different functions they're just all pleasant eyeballs you want like the triangle above it to show that he's angry <laughs> yeah or yeah. something like that like, yeah yeah so. well get okay. on that animators will doesn't like your eyeballs over here maybe one for different moods and they swivel around it's like what do like you a- mean i don't get any cake isn't that, isn't that many faces though I don't. I don't know. I guess. I mean, we haven't seen him yet. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not sure. Does Manny Faces do that when he? Yeah, uh, he gets angry. He turns into an angry face. Okay, I'm gonna have a hard time not calling him Manny when we get there. I just know. <laughs> 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 we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. It's ready, Hordak. You're sure this will send me back to it? <clears throat> but to 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 clear up what you were talking about, Rebecca, about who who double crosses whom, um. It's uh, when they finally get back and they encourage Hordak to go home. He says something like, "Like fine, I hate this place," which I thought was really petulant and hilarious. I thought that was really great. I, I did enjoy how he had to just be rude about Eternia, which, as we have dis- discussed, is a dump. So, <laughs> uh, I also like when uh, when <laughs> when when they're in there and then he pushes Hordak through the portal and then Shira faints. Yeah, he's like, oh, just like a woman, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that was the beginning of a lot of the the female stuff. They feel like they have to trod through. Yeah, and you know, it, and it, and it's okay. It, you know, I guess at the time, well, yeah, I'm sure at the time it was still hoary and tired, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I was okay with it too, and I was trying to figure out why, and I think it's because. I'm pretending they had to start from the place people's minds were at the time or something. Uh, like they had to they had to acknowledge it to move on or something. I don't know. And they were really funny with it. So I guess it was okay. They really were funny with it. I, I did appreciate that. That's something that I've appreciated as we've been watching these She-Ra episodes is, you know, like she never comes from a position of uh, 
where she doesn't have power over the circumstances, even if she's momentarily bested, you know, you never feel like she's the victim of anything. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's important, you know? And then, um, I don't, even though. Well, that's exactly what happens because she faints, but she's faking. Right. Yeah. She gives a little wink to the camera and then she's real sassy. So, you know. When she uh, gets carted off to the dungeons by Beast Man, Beast Man puts her in there and he talks about how she's a pretty princess. And on one hand, that can sound creepy. On the other hand, it I was, can kind of see it him was as... envious. <laughs> envious. Kind of, kind of, yeah. Like, like he would, he he wants to be a, a pretty person. I will too. never be a golden child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a creature of the sun. Or, or, I don't know. Or it's kind of like a Quasimodo El- Esmeralda sort of thing going on too. Like 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 he could be like a tragic character that could be good, like we always talk about. Maybe, maybe he just wants to know what what conditioner she uses. <laughs> That's true. Like your hair is pretty. You know he's got so many little burrs in his hair and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just filled, filled with, with burrs. Yeah, so many ticks. <laughs> he's like those dogs you sometimes see on the news, like like a rescue animal, where it's like it's like, and then they remove like five hundred ticks, and that's Beast Man. Just so sad. Do you think that um, I just made myself sad thinking about Beast Man? What is that all about? Ticks? Yeah, about Beast Man being neglected. Do you think that um? Evil Lynn has to hold a match up to the ticks on Beast Man to make them back their heads out so they can get them out clean. I don't know. Hopefully that's not her job. That's a gross job. Uh, there's no one to hold his uh, his uh, like tick brush to get him out. As, as Beast Man had his Parvo pills today. Yeah, Beast Man just has to like drink dewormer every now and then. <laughs> That's so sad. Me playing the mud and got whipworm. <laughs> <laughs> me got this one from the chart. Me need to wash better. Me have ringworm. <laughs> me have ringworm. Beast man, if you can say what kind of worms you have, there is no excuse for you having those worms. But he does consume a lot of raw meat. <laughs> it's your turn to bathe, beast man. <laughs> Yeah, for which minion is that the most difficult? Like, Merman, that's easy, because he's, like, already in the water, you know, and we'll just run him through the car wash or whatever. <laughs> I would imagine, like, Trapjaw wouldn't like it, because the water would get him rusty. I don't know. Yeah, that would be a hard job for... for Trapjaw... What, to take a bath? Yeah, to give Beastman a bath. <laughs> to give Beastman a bath? Why yeah. would anybody be giving Beastman a bath? Because Skeletor's like not going to do it. Yeah, he's not going to do it. He doesn't know how. go roll in this mud swamp thing. That's not going to help. That's how you got ringworm in the first place. <laughs> Scott, I don't think you're ready to adopt your own beast man. <laughs> I, I mean, you might need to read some literature about a care for a beast there's, man. There, there's water that comes out the snake mouth, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, he just goes underneath that. It's, it's like a shower. pretty sulfuric, so it probably doesn't smell great, but the acid eats away at some of the dirt. Yeah, okay. you you guys never had uh, sulfur water? <laughs> Smells like rotten eggs. No, really? Is this true? Is this yes, a real it's, it's thing? A thing? I'm yeah, staring at you blankly because <laughs> no, I'm not it's sure. Just, it's it's like a it's like well water. Okay, but it's like purified with sulfur something. I don't know how it works. And do you and buy it bottled or no, drink buy, it out of a cistern or? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Places that don't have 
water. The, the, the only place I've ran into it on, on is golf courses. They have like, um, this is, this is bizarre. I can't, I can't explain it enough. I have no idea. I've been on golf courses. Sure they they, they had it in Gatorade, like big, you know, the twenty gallon things. You get it out, it smells like rotten eggs. Wait, wait. If it was in a Gatorade thing, why can't they just put Gatorade in it? Why do they? Things like I don't know. Why don't if we that have would Gatorade taste, or sulfur water. I don't know if that would t- make it taste better. There's one thing rich golfers like it's sulfur water. <laughs> you guys never had that? No. Okay. I've never heard of this in my life. All right, I gotta look that up. I I, I definitely want to know more. Yeah, it's a, it's just a way to purify it, but it makes the water smell really bad. I think Beastman's hygiene was always a problem. You know, that was like the thing. I remember, you know, the blog we read sometimes that uh, D- Dinosaur Dracula, like that was the thing where uh, he was one of the few He-Man characters you couldn't slime with the He-Man slime that you could buy because he was ruined after that. You'd never get the slime out of Beastman. Did he actually have hair? I think so. No, it was Moss, Moss Man. Oh, Moss Man. It was Moss Man and Grizzlore. And Grizzlor, you I never had Grizzlor, but he was Gr- Grizzlor was hairy too. Yeah, Grizzlor yeah. was all just puffy hair. Yeah. I am Adora is able to escape, obviously, because she's great, and she transforms into She-Ra pretty easily. And then, so when she reappears back in Skeletor's throne room. Uh, that's he. That's when he greets her with, "Who are you, woman?" Which I also enjoyed. <laughs> he was busy prank calling the king. He yeah. was answer it, you royal boob. Yeah. <laughs> this is peak Skeletor. This is really the kind of things we like to see him doing. Yeah. And after after uh, after the two the two of them get knocked out by Shira after they have their dance, you come poops. <laughs> that's right. He did. Did y'all notice that they the minions run with their arms extended? I just thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> what do you, you mean, like they they're, just, like they're like they're reaching for her yeah. like ghouls? Yeah, yeah, like, like Scooby Doo like villains. Like Scooby Doo villains, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> well, she starts doing like the um the sassy I don't know like Lucille Ball uh, sassy woman type stuff. She's like, come on, boys, you want to dance? That kind of stuff. And so that's yes, pretty, pretty so good pattern for just her. Just the same way that He Man is a fifty year old man in a twenty year old body, she is also like a fifty year old lady in a twenty year old body. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Come on, boys. Look, she's the one who stole the sword. I'll stop her. All right, that's it. No one around here knows how to treat a lady. At the same time that uh, Shira is dispatching these guys, He-Man has set off with Man-at-Arms and Tila to try to rescue her. But when they get there, they see all Skeletor's minions and Skeletor come flying out of the Snake Mountain control room. Um, and Man-at-Arms and them are like, like, what's happening here? And He-Man says, says I think I have a feeling. And then uh, She-Ra sh- shows up because she's already taking care of everything. Yeah, and then what was a line from uh, Skeletor in that? Oh, female He-Man, worst day of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Man at Arms and Tila like hearing that a lot. Yeah, and they're just they're standing there. La- I don't get it. Like they they're knocked over. They're in the the evil person's lair, and they're just sitting there like ha 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 ha. Uh, yeah, that yeah, he just kidnapped her. They might never see her again, and they're acting like it was just shenanigans. Yeah. 
I do love how the laughter animation, there's always a tinge of insanity there. Well, it's because they keep shooting them from below. You can't, you <laughs> always true. look crazy if you somebody. Look, you look villainous and unhinged <laughs> if you are shot laughing from below. This is, this is also a prime hashtag tell Tila moment right here. Right? Because, they need to. Uh, because is, oh, I'm not even going to, in future episodes, this is going to continue to be a problem, and I'm riled up just now <laughs> thinking about it. We're not going to talk about that yet, though. Well, That'll t- be next week. Well, the whole reason that they were um, going to Snake Mountain is because they were worried about Princess Adora, and then this She-Ra lady shows up, and uh, Tila obviously is like, where's Princess Adora? And then uh, He-Man and She-Ra are like, um, she's safe, and we should go back home now. Whatever. And Tila's like, fine. This- yeah, right? <laughs> this, again, this is information that is vital to her job as the, uh, you know, in, in, in the Royal Guard. And this is, it's just, they need to tell her. They need to tell her. Just tell her. She needs to know. Tell Tila. <laughs> tell her. Well, then what are we doing here? Nothing much. So what say we all leave? Fine with me. I don't believe this. Neither do I. A female? He-man? Oh, oh, this is the worst day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are, um, like, this is the point where Adora informs, you know, the the family that she's got to go back and take care of business in Etheria because she wants to just hang around and, you know, do supersets with Prince Adam all the time, but... They're busy. They got a rebellion going on. They can't leave Glimmer in charge of it. God knows. So they got to get back into Etheria so that, you know, she can take care of her responsibilities. And it's kind of weird because this whole episode, I kept thinking, surely now we're going to meet the whole cast of characters they keep mentioning in the introduction. But I still have not seen, what's her name? True Hope? Bright Hope? Something like that? One of the three people that's supposed to know She-Ra's secret identity. Yeah, the spotlight. You know. Yeah, the spotlight, the, the placeholder person. The light, the ring light. I don't know. <laughs> and also, I've not seen a crystal castle yet. I don't no! know what that is. I'm excited to see it, but we have not seen it. If I'm going to see the toy, if I'm going to buy the toy, I need to see it in the episode. Now, you you know that I usually don't like when they get real cutesy because, I mean, like, obviously I'm not a kid. And so that's not, I mean, you know, we're grown. But I have to say, I did kind of enjoy the moment where uh, they're saying their goodbyes and they say they're going to miss each other. And then Cringer says, isn't anybody going to miss me? (laughs) And like, the answer is no, Cringer. Okay. But then like Spirit gives him like a little pity nuzzle. And I was like, oh, Spirit. Yeah, I thought like that too. I thought it was a nice touch. (laughs) I I thought it was sweet. I think the animators really like um, adding little... uh, little nice touches with the animals you'll see that in the background sometimes they did you know i'm i'm glad you mentioned that because um something i thought that they they took great care with was like the horse animations like Mm -hmm. the liveliness of of spirit okay now if you know me i am not like a horse girl right (laughs) i'm not into horses per se Mm, before you say that (laughs) you must admit that you have a horse coin purse it was a gift (laughs) okay okay Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. For my writing instructor. No, just kidding. Um, no, like I, like even a stone cold hearted person such as myself, mm-hmm. like I, I, I did notice the, the great care that they did with that. There was a, an animation later in the episode where uh, Shira is kind of um, like, um, what, what does Spirit's name turn into? Swiftwind. There we mm-hmm. go. 
there's a part later in the episode where um, Swift Wind is kind of like cradling against her shoulder and kind of nuzzling her a little bit in in like a really nice kind of horsey way. And I just I just thought that they they just they just made the animals seem very lively uh, with the animation, and I appreciated that. Well, they could have had them all move the same way, but they seem like they were really moving it like a horse. That is true. Yeah, they they do they do a good job with that. I mean, it kind of made me want to pet a horse a little bit. That's just crazy talk. <laughs> well, they uh, maybe maybe that's because they started introducing this new power that Shira has now. Like she can communicate and soothe animals or something. I feel like they had a checklist of things that little girls need to see and being able to talk to animals is something that she needs to have the ability to do i mean since that's what we're doing here clearly clearly that was what was on their minds and then i guess it's not too much of a stretch to think that shira has the same power to grant her own wishes that he-man has you know as we've talked about before he-man's main powers is if he says something he can do it like you know like no i have destructo breath or like whatever (laughs) well but like now twin swords activate but like (laughs) in like in She-Ra's mind, like that, her version of that is that now she can heal and talk to animals, which is very sweet. Well, they acknowledge the power set a little bit because when they got to that clearing, the rebel rebellions always hanging out in. They got attacked by some giant dire bear, and then uh, She-Ra, She-Ra soothed it. And she's like, like this big old bear and his friends are going to help us uh, help the rebellion. And then He-Man's like, I wish we would ask Sorceress about all the stuff you can do. <laughs> right. She's got like the user's guide back at the uh, Castle Grayskull. Meanwhile, He-Man's just like, I figure it out when I want it. It just happens. <laughs> I loved how when He-Man saw the bear approach her, he goes, She-Ra, be careful. It's like, it's just a bear. Like, he, she, all the stuff, she can push over a mountain. Like, <laughs> one bear is not going to mess her up that bad. Like, she would be careful of that one bear. It wasn't even... didn't even have its arms out. <laughs> he managed yeah, that's, I, I don't understand that either, because they, they, did it seem like they were attacking them? Or was it that, like they were scared of them? I don't know. It just, I wasn't clear if the bear but, would have been aggressive had she not been able to communicate. But I think the bear was coming, <laughs> trying to express his intentions maybe, to help. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I he think was, the bear was like, I'm going to give it a go. I can get shot by an elephant gun, but I might be able to communicate with my eyes. I'm just going to wave my arms like this and move it around <laughs> and swing at them until they listen to me. <laughs> If I stomp my foot twice, I don't know that I recommend a pincer attack. <laughs> Where's the Werner Herzog documentary about this? <laughs> he would love, he would love Eternity in Theory. They got volcanoes. Yeah. Uh, they've got volcanoes. They've got, um, uh, I'm sure, like tribes of species that haven't been contacted yet. They've got bear people. Oh, he would love that. I was thinking about Grizzly Man. Yeah. That's a little grim. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, Grizzly Man. <laughs> Grizzly Man, I don't, I don't think he was listening to the bear as well as he thought he did. <laughs> he heard him. <laughs> that was, was, was that Warner Herzog? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Expression. Are we keeping this in? I'm not sure. No, I, <laughs> I think I am. I think I'm going to keep it. We don't need to be talking about Grizzly Man. <laughs> Unless we're talking about Grizzlore. I'm keeping He's it in only, every Grizzlore is the only Grizzly Man we need to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> ha, okay. You can cut all that out and then just go right to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of the henchmen, you know, all of them had pasts before they joined up with uh, Skeletor and Hordak. 
and they're kind of comical and buffoons, but they probably get some real bad stuff. Do you, do we think do you think we have a body count for any of the henchmen, or is it all just mischief? Or do you think any of them were actually bad? Has have murders happened? Hordax dudes, definitely. You're probably Skeletor's right. Skeletor's dudes, I don't think so. It seems like they, they, they knock people out a lot and just don't don't kill them. That's true. Yeah, Hordak, um, even his palace defenses are stun rays, but I'd like to pretend that's because he needs those people to be working. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to get too far ahead, of it, but he, they did technically almost kill Swiftwind. That's true. Yeah. And it would he would have died. He would have. That's true. Now, like, that was when... I, mean, episode... I think it was because there's too much horseplay. Do you think because he fell out of the sky so hard? I guess so. They were definitely shooting to kill. I mean, you know. Yeah. What did they think was going to happen when you shoot a flying horse? Yeah, those were the bat mechs, which were pretty cool. They're like, they're drones, which lets us know that it's okay that they're blowing up and nobody's dying. Yeah. They had a really good animation when She-Ra flies up to attack the battle mechs. That uh, shot of her riding up on swift wind with her sword being brandished. That is what I think of what I think of She-Ra. Like, she just looks like a Valkyrie warrior about to cut a robot in half in the sky. That is exactly what I want to see from She-Ra. That is excellent. She gonna give it to you. <laughs> um, yeah, that when when they actually got to the, the portion where they were um, marching on Bright Moon and they were all of their different units were attacking all of Hordak's different units. That was... You know, it was fun to watch. Well, I thought about. I mean, they did everything you're supposed to. Like they had their they had their approach, and they had the first assault, and then they had to mobilize the peasants and the animals, and they were trying to breach the fortress. They they kind of hit all the marks you're supposed to in a fantasy novel or something. They did a good job with that. They really did. And you know, I had to rewatch this because we were going to do it last time, and then we didn't get around to it. So I, I had to rewatch this today. And when I watched it the first time, I actually missed the part where. Um, you know, all of the little creatures of, of the Whispering Woods were going to help in the battle, including the mice who were chewing on the cables to mess up mm-hmm. the um, the electronics for, I don't know. The, the Horde people. Yeah, for the stunners, I guess. And I thought that was really clever. Yeah. You know? And it's a good metaphor for rebellion for little guys against a big guy. You can't do big things, but you can do little things. Mice are terrible problems for, like, like castles. Like, shoot them with spice in the face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, from what I've You're learned... You're like, all I know is peppercorns, and peppercorns is what you're going to get. Like, that's really... <laughs> that's their whole world is peppercorns, and that's all they can use. Well, they only use bows and arrows for tricks. Nobody ever shoots a bow and arrow at a person. They're always to, they're always to, to knock tapestries onto people. <laughs> They shot a couple of sneezy bolts at the at the, oh, at the horde. Yeah, if it's not a real arrow, I guess that's fine okay. to shoot at people. I guess that's true. Do you think Bo ever just goes around the camp with like his arrow knocked and just like acts like he's going to shoot Madame Raz sometimes and just like just pulls it back real slow and she's like, "Oh, dearie, why?" Just a bunch of dry shots in the face <laughs> yeah. while she's sleeping. Yeah. Pong, pong, yeah. pong, pong. Just just hearing the, the reverberation. <laughs> hey, Madame. My answer is yes, he does that. Yeah, is it just to get his anger out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the I'll avatar. Get you, I'll get you one day. <laughs> Are you all right? Yes, but swift wind. Shira, I hurt. So, well, that, was, that, that must have been kind of uh, traumatic for kids watching when uh, 
Uh, Swiftwing gets nailed by a bat mech laser and falls on the ground. And She-Ra's like, he's dying. He's dying. She just straight up said he was dying. And I was like, like, don't hurt a horse. They're so majestic. Like on the ones on my trapper keeper. No, don't hurt him. I like it was upsetting. It really was upsetting. Well, she's got those healing hands, so Swift Wind was going to be okay. It also begs the question: Why has Battle Cat never gotten any injuries in battle? He's got armor. Swift Wind needs some armor. Well, I, I assumed like his pretty pink and blue little head pauldrons had some kind of armor effect on them, but I guess I don't know that. He sure need... like, I'm sure it's like a quilted. Yeah, something. yeah. It's not like proper proper armor. Touch his face. Well, they were laid on pretty <laughs> thick with him. <laughs> Swift Wind's like not in the face, <laughs> like, anywhere but that. Thank you, friend. I guess it'd be hard to fly with all that weight too. I would guess. Although She-Ra's always taking people on her horse, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, it can't be that bad. Yeah, He Man's got to weigh at least like two fifty, three hundred. I mean, <laughs> armor can't weigh that much. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Now, something that I have noticed uh, in in this episode is when it really, like, you really start to see it a lot. Um, Isn't it hilarious how we can infer from seeing He-Man and She-Ra together a lot that He-Man, in addition to, like, working out all the time, also goes tanning. Like, (laughs) he has to. He-Man's got his spray tan on because they're siblings. They have the same parents. So, theoretically, they should have the same skin tone. They do not. He man is he he's been tanning. Well, he's always he's, he's been at the tanner tan bed. I mean, he's I'm sure Prince Adam just lays out a lot. Yeah, in Eternia, he's, bum, he's just yeah. getting radiated all day with her three take, sons or pop, whatever. They pops have. his shirt off, goes fishing for a while. You know. So that's disturbing. Do you think he has like massive tan lines? Do we want to think about that? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think he does. I think he just he walks around in his speedo. And... Right. <laughs> he's just there's a lot of surface area. He he, you know, he's always riding his sky sled around shirtless all the time around around the mountain. Well, Shira wears her sunscreen. Um, I've I've seen it like in one of those internet pictures that goes around uh, before. That if you are making tea for an English person and you don't know how to like make the cup of tea, then you should put the amount of cream in it that makes the cup of tea look the exact hue of He-Man's skin. Is that the language they use? He-Man's skin? Well, yeah, like, like a perfect cup of tea is the color of He-Man. Is that you saying He-Man, or did they say... They said He-Man. How interesting. Who's who's they? Someone who made a picture on the internet that I saw, (laughs) Scott. Citation needed, okay? (laughs) I don't know. Scott wants you to cite your sources better. (laughs) I want to know if this person's from England, or... (laughs) I got the feeling that they were, okay? It's been a while. A a couple of thoughts on on that issue. I remember I had a He-Man coloring book, and I remember working on it... uh, at the beach uh, of all places. And I remember I was trying to um, color in and I remember my dad stopped me and was like, that is not what He-Man looks like and made me like use the orange crayon because it looks more like He-Man. I was like, I never thought about it, but I guess that's true. So I guess that's something everybody always kind of thought of. He was, he, he was the first Oompa Loompa bro? <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, you know what though? I think it was probably a nod toward his origins because i think they wanted like a 
Conan uh, type character, and then the executives were like, "Like, nah, put a blonde bob on him." They're like, "Okay," and so he's sort of like a weird, weird combination of it or something. Yeah, that's the real reason. Yeah, I, you know, but my reason is better because he's going. He's got to get his tan on before he can do his muscle shows, which <laughs> he always wins because. You know, I guess, I don't know. Who else would show up? Well, I oh, I guess everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in this, well, like, just in general, people are jacked on Eternia and Etheria. Yeah, I was thinking about this. They can't be as hard to get jacked on Eternia as it is on Earth. Maybe they just have, like, different gravity, and then it just, you have to fight, you work your muscles harder just to be alive. Well, that has to be true. Uh, but, I mean, think about Skeletor's army. Skeletor, jacked. Triclops is He-Man. Uh, Beast-Man, we assume. Merman, jacked. Man-at-Arms, jacked. Stratos, jacked. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, well, I guess I never addressed that. Like, everyone is muscular. Like, they couldn't have, As like, a... muscular as He-Man. Everyone has as much mass as He-Man. Yeah, that's true. They're not as strong as him. I love them comparing workout notes. He likes, like, do, so do you do, you do a, like, a five-day five split? It's like, nah, nothing. <laughs> nothing no i just eat man i just eat and i just eat and walk around a little bit <laughs> don't ask ram man he he's he's he doesn't have anything going on no he's he's, he's just all, an anvil he's <laughs> he has no neck and he has no joints <laughs> his yeah his is uh his is white castle <laughs> he's just a trapezoid He's just, he's just he, I don't think his, I don't think he has any elbows or knees. He just. Do you, do you, do you think he's, he's think he's that big underneath or you think he's just, he has like an armor over top of him that's just. I think he's like made at arms and his skin is armor. I think he is just mm. like a living triangle. <laughs> <laughs> with shoes <laughs> with springs for yeah he's like a goomba from mario or something there you go just... yeah, that's it. Yeah. Did, did anyone notice at the end too the one tear coming out of p-man's eye that was lovely okay <laughs> so they take the castle back and all the people are throwing their hats up in the air and everything and queen queen angela remarks that she-Ra should be around since she did it and She-Ra and He-Man are looking down on the riffraff who got their castle back and talking about how this is Hordak was right. This is this is only one battle. She's got a war to fight, so She-Ra has to stay. And He-Man seemed very mature and he's like, I understand and and He really was. This is the fifty year old in him coming out. Yeah. Definitely. And she says, If I need any help, I'll know who to call and, and he said and he says, uh same thing and i thought it was really nice how when she was uh flying away or whatever he did like a a nice little he-man hold his sword up and and said goodbye she were a princess of power i felt like he did a nice handoff to her for her own series he did it was sweet i liked it yeah yes and he turns to the camera and has his has his little he-man tear even he-mans can cry (laughs) that's right he's a real man it's beautiful it's as beautiful as queen angela (laughs) who is also beautiful Glimmer did not help. She helped a little. I like to think that Orko helped from afar. Did you miss him not being in this episode? Yeah, I missed him a lot. Did I that like, affect your score? Like think- so, so what? What? How did you score it? Since we are without wait, wait, Orko, maybe, maybe they couldn't get the voice actor because he was already gone. 
Uh, you might be right because I think he's one of the few characters who has a distinct voice actor. Like Alan Oppenheimer does like 50 voices. I think he does Skeletor and Man-at-Arms and Battle Cat. Uh, but Orko's only got the one person. Lose somebody. I can't remember his name. So that might be what happened. Hmm. I don't know. They couldn't get him in that day. He couldn't wake up on time. Yeah. So he has to be in Trolla, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't. True. I don't know how would or, I. Or he, or he went. Oh, you're making another series. I'm going to charge you a lot of money. <laughs> you <laughs> He's might like, be right. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, that's true. I don't know if Orko's been in Shiro yet. That's interesting. Huh? I wonder if he shows up. That's good riddance to bad rubbish. I say. That's wrong. That's wrong. What you said. That's wrong. What I said. Okay, I'm giving it some more points just because you said that. Okay. Okay. Let me think about how I would rate this one. Yeah, I got to think a little bit too. Now you're rating the whole series. Is this like a? Is this is this um no the, the the whole five episode arc? I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to give this episode credit for anything that other ones did. I'm thinking I'm going to evaluate this episode on its own terms. That's a good that's a good question. I believe I like the send off. I really like the birthday cake stuff. I like the skull ship. Um. Got uh. I like the bat mechs. Yeah, yeah, we got it. You liked it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You always have to list all the things that you like. It's a little plot. It was a little plot heavy. I, I didn't have as much fun with it, but I really respected it. So. Say your score. Say I your score. I don't want to commit. I score. don't want to commit. Score. Score. <laughs> I'm going to give it a... a, a God, I really like... A four. Four bet max out of five. Okay. And I was going to say 4.1. Okay. Which I had my score ready several moments ago (laughs) (laughs) in my mind. But I mean, yeah, for the reasons we've already discussed, you know, it was fun and it was nice to see this wrap up with a big battle, but I, you know, could have done without some of the getting to that parts, I suppose. Yeah. I felt like it was two episodes in one. So yeah, I would say, um, 4.3. (laughs) You gotta bring it up a little bit. You're right. I like the part. I like the first part better, but that's the way all the stories are uh, because you know there's so much opportunity and you get credit for what your imagination does. So I guess that makes sense. All right. Well, that wraps up our ratings for this first entire episode arc of Shira, Princes of Power. Very cool that we got through um, the beginning of that, and we're looking forward to more. So uh, just stay tuned for a few production notes and then a listener mail. And now a few production notes. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. And of course, you can download us on iTunes where you can also leave us a review. Reviews help people find the podcast so it can grow. Please sign up for the newsletter through our Facebook page or website and we can let you know when new episodes are out. Finally, if you have a question or comment for the show, please email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Thanks. We appreciate your support. And now it's time for our viewer mail. Today's uh, communique comes from Cynthia, uh, trapped in Idaho, from Texas originally, she says. She says, hi, folks, longtime listener, first-time question asker. Sony Pictures just announced that the Masters of the Universe movie will be released on December 18th, 2019. I'd like to know who your dream cast for that film would include. Selections don't have to be practical, possible, or even real-life humans. Go wild. Oh my gosh, you didn't tell me this, but like I came up with some human beings, and now, I'm, now I feel like 
I need to expand my my mental search a little bit more. How would that how would that work? You can cast other fictional characters as these fictional characters. Is that how I'm? Well, yeah, I mean, this? there is CGI, so I mean, they can you can do anything you want. Okay. Okay. All right. So should we just name a character and say our picks? We should probably do yeah, that. Yeah, right? let's do that. Let's pick some characters and go, and go around. This... Who, well, who's your He Man? See, who's, who's my He Man? Okay. He... Oh, did you not come nah. up with a He Man? See, I think this movie should have some humor. And as we have discussed, uh, He Man is the John Cena of Eternia. I want to see John Cena as He Man. That's who I want to see. I That's think he would idea. have the ri- the right humor for it and the right build. Or <laughs> they have the same diet. And uh, yeah. That, that's my that's my he pick. That's true, because you're going to want to take the story seriously, but you're going to have to be able to bridge that silliness. I think he could carry it. Which wrestling does all the time. So I was tempted to think about wrestlers for quite a few of these. Right. So that makes sense to me. I like that one. Can I, can I, do, can I do better than John Cena? <laughs> who? Can anyone? <laughs> <laughs> who, else is, who else is Jack that could do this? Uh, the Rock. The Rock is interesting because he, be, he, he could just could put a you could have a blonde bob on him. Here, okay, and that's do, that's that's funny, and he has the right build yeah. too. Yeah. Well, do we think that Prince Adam and He Man should be two different um, actors? I do I think that if it's yeah. John Cena, I think it'd be even funnier to see him as Prince Adam as well. Yeah, that's funny. I'm gonna I'll go I'll go along with that. What do you think, Scott? What? You're He-Man. My He-Man? <laughs> yeah. You're Phil. Oh, so I, went, I, I went with The Rock. Oh, oh, oh okay. the You're Bob. committing to The Rock. You yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess we don't have to agree. Yeah. I guess we, I just felt like we can't. <laughs> we're all, we're all going to agree? I'm so used to being at work. I feel like I have to like, oh, let's let's water down this idea so we can move on. So. <laughs> I got my own opinions. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. All right. So so we all agree John Cena slash The Rock. And the Rock. Okay. Okay. That's a pretty good one. Um, let's talk about, um, let's do Man at Arms. Do I have to say mine first every time? No, I, I want, um... <laughs> well, I didn't even think about Man at Arms. You know, it's Ooh. hard not to think about a mustache man, so I'm thinking about, like, a, like a, like a grizzled dad. Um, I think about, like, Josh Brolin. And my pick is Nick Offerman. Oh! Because... You're so good at this. I don't know who that is. From the, uh, from, uh, uh... Ron Swanson. From, from Parks, and uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Well, because the, the the thing is they he's have... a little too... But here's what they have in common. They look weird without a mustache. Both oh, both Man-at-Arms yeah. and Nick Offerman. You, you see him with a mustache, you're like, that's just wrong. They do deadly serious, but also it's funny. Yeah, see? That's a good one. I, I, that's that's my pick. Oh, you won that one, too. Ah, but it's not a competition. We're all having fun here. <laughs> you're having fun because you're, having fun you're winning. <laughs> Okay, I got, I got, I got another one for I, you. I mean, well, okay, if we're saying fictional characters too. Yeah. How, about, oh, yeah, yeah. How, how about William Murderface <laughs> from Death from Hemlock? They, they have the the mustache already, and his hair is exact. He can true. fit it right into the helmet. It's true. I feel like he couldn't stay focused enough to get through the lines. <laughs> yeah, all right, I was just saying on looks, I guess. Yeah, this is true. He's got that crazy voice. His hair is already his helmet shape. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. It fits right into the helmet. Funny, and he's got the mustache. That's great. I think that's a good choice. That's that's really creative. I like that. Can we cast Battle Cat? Oh, I I didn't. Yeah, you're welcome to. I say Stone Cold should be the voice of Battle Cat. (laughs) (laughs) Are we sticking with the wrestler? (laughs) There's room for other wrestlers. Oh my god! 
I love that. I, I thought you meant just like just like the cat. Uh, oh, you're gonna cat? Who's gonna play the cat? There's no way this cat's not gonna be seen. Like you're gonna wrangle a tiger to cooperate in this whole movie. Like so, you're gonna be like John Cena. No, get no, on that tiger. No, 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 it's a, it's so, an actor. So this is that's clearly, dressed in like a green screen. You're thinking that Stone Cold is just doing like he's not doing the mocap is what you're right. saying. Well, he or, could, but they could do it like the dragon, like Benedict Cumberbatch <clears> did, and make uh, Stone Cold get on the ground and do like animal motions i would pay money to see that footage he'll be saying things like come on he man let's go further on down the road I'll see you on down the road see you on down the road he man yeah you yeah, got someone with a real grizzly voice yeah yeah well he'd, he'd do it yeah, he'd do yeah, it. yeah i guess you I'm just want stone cold to show up everywhere and throw beer at people okay you're like, well, that's done. Well, you know, <laughs> Cynthia's like, these are terrible answers. I could go on. I, I've got. I want to. I just want to do this. You for, have everybody. I want to. I, I Who's your few. Skeletor? Who's your Skeletor? Norm Macdonald. What a choice. <laughs> He's funny. He's kind of got a weird, um, strong bone structure. He could pull it off. Yeah, I think he'd be really good. He could get frustrated, and he could be deadpan. I think he'd be really good. I know that I would win. Well, hmm. I, I I think that's a good choice. I had in my mind like if if we're, if we're thinking what they would do, they would get like a the big budget weirdo, and that would be Benedict Cumberbatch. But yeah. who I would like to see is Paul Rubens, because I would oh. like to see him do everything. Yeah, hey, be great. Yeah, he'd be Skeletor? so good. Yeah. yeah, he could do it. He would do something weird, and that's why it would be great. Yeah, you know, he was supposed to be. Uh, Gozer in the original Ghostbusters, and I feel like this is how he could come back and have his landmark. This is off villain. topic, but did you see that they named that dinosaur? I did see that. Yeah, okay. After, right. after, after, right. after so him. they yeah. found a dinosaur Dinosaurs that looks like are... Gozer, and they named it. That's Gozer. on. That's on theme. Okay. Oh, that's definitely. Okay. It's definitely relevant to all of uh, our Paul, interests. Paul Rubens or Norm Macdonald. I would. I would love for those to be your, your choices. That's that's good to pick that's from. Good. I'd find a role for whatever one we didn't cast a skeleton. That's true. Maybe it'd just be a matter of the costume fitting. <laughs> right, because that's how multi-million dollar films are made. <laughs> uh, or I can see Paul Rubens being like um, uh, a real uh, diva about like if I'm going to have a ram's head staff, it has to be a real ram's head or something, and and maybe he'd be difficult to work with. But I'd yeah, I him. hope he would be. <laughs> how about how about William H Macy for Skeletor? He'd be a good William he'd H be Macy. A, he'd be an interesting. I I I think it's like that. he's older and he's got the. He's got yeah. the skeleton look. Yeah, I could see that. He's he would, weird. He would bring. He would I just, bring. I, I, I think about him and like when he was Green Goblin, kind of like that kind of persona. Oh, you're thinking about um. No, sorry. Will yeah. Defoe. William Defoe. Oh, sorry. Oh, he'd be great. Whoa, okay. I got excited sorry, about yeah, William sorry. H Macy though. <laughs> William H Macy would ground it. And he would. He'd bring, I was going right, to say sorry. like he would bring such a depth to Skeletor. Yeah. Willem Dafoe, also good. Willem Dafoe, yeah. He, Willem Dafoe. He's yeah, got yeah. that toothy crocodile smile. He would be really good at that. These are good. Um, okay, I'm going to throw this one out there. I feel like for or- Orko, which is the toughest and most important role to cast, you need an unknown, somebody with a lot of charisma, so- just a real dark horse that would just be... Gr- Zach Braff. Me. I should be Orko. <laughs> should be Orko. I think I should be Orko. There's nobody else who could who could do it do it better. Yeah, because Orko has a big, booming Georgian tenor <laughs> voice. <laughs> In this and every film from here on out, you know, like I'll do with the cartoons too when they reboot. Look, that, they, have to sure. make, they have to make they have to do the gritty reboot. I could I could do it. I could uh, look <laughs> out, He Man. 
<laughs> you can do it. He just talks just like Watch that. Watch out, radioactive man. <laughs> I, Watch out. Any, anybody else uh, we want to hit? You know, I'm upset because I couldn't really... Like, I, I think if you're doing big budget, like, whatever hyped film, you would get somebody like Kate Blanchett for Sorceress. Uh-huh. Like, you know, that's the, yeah. that's your go-to. Uh, I was... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I was just upset because I couldn't think of somebody good for Tila, and I wanted to. <sighs> and I think you'd Tila? have to do an unknown. Yeah, I think you want an unknown for Tila. And make her work out. She actually needs to that have some muscles. That is why you need to have an unknown. Cause I, I, that, it's a pet peeve of mine. Hey. As a lady who lifts. Yeah. I'm just saying, make her do some weights. Some arms, for sure. Yeah. So, because we just want access to actors to, to do this, pretend you had to draft an actor from WWE. Is is there? No. Is there anybody we could grab? No. You don't think so? Uh-uh. Okay. I just, I want Steve Buscemi in this movie. Yes, somehow he should be. I agree. Beast Man, he'd be Beast Man. He'd be a hilarious pick for Beast Man. He'd be a. He looks like Merman, like just his face. <laughs> oh, does. Yeah. yeah, he wouldn't yes. get at that. I think he has enough grace to accept that casting choice because okay. everyone loves Steve Buscemi, like obviously. Okay, and this is just for me, just because I. Love her acting. Can we just throw... Can Connie Britton be Queen Marlena? Can she <laughs> yes, be- I. Connie Britton should be in this film. <laughs> she just, she's just a classy lady. I think That's Will, all there is I to it. I think Will's just trying to meet Connie Britton. He's <laughs> I just like, like I, Connie Britton. I Orco. <laughs> Connie Britton's going to be there. She's an astronaut. It's going to be great. <laughs> hey, f- hey wh- uh, one more. I just... Can I do one more? Can I do one more? <laughs> sure. Can we cast Linda Cardinelli as Evil Lynn? Cardellini. Cardellini as Evil Lynn. Would she do a good job? She, she'd probably do a good job. I don't know. I don't know if she'd be interested in, in sci-fi weirdness. Maybe she would. Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Do, uh, do we need now you got me thinking about who's going to be evil in. I'm trying to think who's somebody from Drag Race who would make a good evil. I know I know somebody did an evil in mm-hmm. on the... That's, no. Can we get a time machine to get young Angelica Houston? Yeah. That's what I want. I would... In. I would really like to see that. She's super cool. She's super cool. And I know she's and cool funny. now too, but you know, if Eva yeah. Lynn's got to be a, a lady of a certain, you know, age, or her now, or whatever. But you know, I don't care. I, I am thinking of her when she did that. Uh, uh, the movie with her dad. They did that James Joyce adaptation of of the dead. Um, <laughs> is that what it was called? That's how you want to sell it to the producers, right? Like, I know, right? After the universe, they're like, "What, <laughs> Angelica? Who?" <laughs> anyway uh before before we wrap this up should we hit anybody on the she-ra side if we can do a nod into the sequel maybe she-ra jumps through a portal or something or i don't know because no, it's the same problem i was having before because i just don't like our choices for muscle ladies right now but anyway i'm gonna think on this cynthia and if i yeah, think about it in a, in a later episode yeah. i'm going to remember and we thank you for your very excellent question I would also say, if anybody else has strong opinions about this, please feel to write in or post it on Facebook or Twitter because I I feel like we can draft a perfect cast for this. We may return to this. This is a good question. We will. Thank you. Thank you so much for writing in, Cynthia. That's our show for today. We want to thank you for listening. And please remember, Beastman is available for all your catering needs. Fighting me, fighting
This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs>